we're live for the third time today. I cannot, not today, the third time period on the Aaron Strayer Show. Jane Powers is back with us today. She is the queen of finding your voice and finding your power. She is, comes with decades and decades, decades and decades, decades of successfully teaching sales from stage, speaking to over 100,000 people from every single possible industry that you can imagine. She owns and runs a multi-million dollar company and she truly, truly appreciates that success is about finding the power in your voice. If you desire to convert more people from whatever stage you're standing on into clients, then you don't want to miss this interview. You are on the Aaron Strayer Show. If you are on any other platform other than ours, there's a link right above you in the comments go ahead and click that come on over here join us say hello make sure you join us in the chat um this is the aaron strayer show where we are all about promoting cultivating and expanding amazing female entrepreneurs that are out in the world doing things just a little bit differently jane if you have not experienced her is going to rock your socks today we are going to talk about hot topics and pain points and one of the biggest biggest pain points period, hands down, is public speaking. That's our topic today. We're going to give you workarounds to that and the challenges that you face every single day when you try to speak publicly. Who am I? I'm Aaron Strayer and the founder of AaronStrayer.com and the Aaron Strayer Show and Recovering Corporates and Entrepreneurs. Hire me to get them business beyond the basics because let's be honest, most of them are indecisive. They're held hostage by their own fear and quite honestly, they are flat out complacent. So I help them move past that I don't know how to do that. What's my next step? Who do I talk to about that? And tapping those resources. And bottom line, I provide executive level accountability so that you and your business gets the attention to detail it deserves and you start excelling in your business, making money. Oh my gosh, make sure you guys say hello to us as I bring on Jane M. Powers. Centuries, you might as well just say centuries. Centuries, I know. Decades and decades and decades and decades. Oh my God, I just kept going, didn't I? You got excited, now I'm a hundred. People aren't showing up because I'm a hundred, they'll think. <laughs> I apologize. I'm live on the air. It's so exciting to have you here again. This is like the third time you've been here. I appreciate that so much. I'm so excited to have you back. I'm so excited for our people to experience you again, again, and again, and again. So thank you. You're very welcome. It is my pleasure. I, it, she makes it sound like she invited me. I usually just bust into the room and stalk her because <laughs> you have the best audience on the planet. That's all I'm going to tell you. I do a million of these shows and I'm, and I love everybody else's show. I really do. But this one has the, I'm telling you, the best following and the best people. So whoever's out there, give us a shout out because you're all awesome. You're all awesome. I love our audience too. And they they are so kind and so generous and share so often. And oh my gosh, we have so many people on here already. Delilah and Barry and Dottie. And How do you see it? I want to see. I love <gasps> chatting. Oh, see, there's Barry. Barry. There's Barry. There's Barry. Delilah. Delilah. I got to meet Delilah in person. We're going to meet her soon in April. Really, really soon we're going to meet her. It's going to be nice. super fun. There's Dottie Earhart. Hey, Dottie. in the house. Nice to see you. Here's you uh, see the chat? I want to see the chat. You, want, you can or can't? Hi, Cindy. No, I can't. Oh, see? Oh, there's Kat. 
too. Oh, look at, see, all of our favorite people are now in here. You guys, please share this out with your tribes because Jane's going to be Jane's going to be sharing all kinds of information today. We're talking about finding your voice and finding your power. And I really want to know, Jane, like you've been publicly speaking and teaching people how to speak for over 30 years, really. Yeah, true. That's true. Yeah. So how did you know you were really good at it? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know I'm good at it now. <laughs> I have no idea if I'm really good at it. I You're brilliant. I, I think I am. Therefore, I teach. So okay. I'll be honest. I was reminiscing. I thought, where did I ever get this, the courage, the nerve, the, the, the confidence to get on a stage? And quite frankly, I didn't. And I, I swear I did not. So I started out, I remember my very first speech was in in uh, seventh grade. And uh, this is really, I'm telling you, I had the most genius principal and vice principal, isn't that what they call them? So I, um, I hung out with some kids that we were in the office a lot, but I had a way to schmooze, even at a very young age, that they would be like, well, Jane could never have done that but her friends I'm sure did. So I was always the one who was, um, I was like Eddie Haskell. Everybody thought, oh my gosh, she's awesome, teacher's pet. So I got into this class and my friend and I would screw around a lot and we weren't doing very well in this class. So the principal brought me down and he said, Jane, you are such an amazing leader. I don't think I was, but I knew he had to separate us. So he said, we need leaders in this other pod. We'd love to transfer you over there. Oh, it built my confidence. So I got over there and we had this group speech we were supposed to do and ours was on China. So I decided to borrow my dad's robe, which looked, it had China, you know, the um, Asian, the writing on there. I think it was, it could have been Chinese, Japanese. I don't even know, but I had the robe with the black belt and I decided what would be cool to open our speech was to run into the room flying, doing this big martial arts kick yelling yeah or whatever i did and the room just it was like three classrooms all together and they all froze and then we started our speech that was the creation of my wow factor the next time i did a speech was in front of 200 juvenile delinquents and i was speaking about date rape so it was a really really popular topic <laughs> and a very attentive willing audience not so much so again i thought I gotta have a wow factor. I've gotta get the attention. I've gotta have people really, I've gotta captivate the audience. So I did what we called a safety yell. So when I would teach kids, stranger danger, you would do a safety yell. So I stood in the middle of that stage, did my safety yell. Do it. Darted my talk. Do and it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's like this loud, it's not a scream. But I, and I thought, Oh my God, I am captivating this audience with one quick action, which for those of you who have worked with me or have seen me speak, I always start, and you can write this down, start with your wow factor. You always must start with your wow factor, whether it's karate, you know, like jumping through the air, doing your safety yell. I stand on stage for seven seconds and say nothing. So, so to answer your question, because I will answer that question, to answer your question, I did not know I could speak. I did not have the confidence. All I knew 
is if I could capture the attention of an audience right out of the gate, they were completely invested in wanting me to be good. Mm. I, honestly, your audience, unless you, you're a stand-up comedian, right? A stand-up comedian, they're like, okay, funny girl, make me laugh. If you're a speaker, they're like, oh, I can't wait till they are amazing. So all I had to do was capture their attention, position myself as an expert as best I could. Early on, I didn't have a lot of confidence, so I found some great information. And then I could talk about pickles. Didn't even matter what I spoke about. I could just talk and they would listen. That's, you know, that's super, super huge because I know that one of the main things that I've learned from hanging out with you is that wow factor. And that that is that is like the entry point, the key thing, the number one captivating, using your words, captivating factor that draws people in and makes them want to listen to you. Yeah. So that you can then talk about pickles all day long, right? Like, and and what is it about the wall factor? Like what is the key to that wow factor? Finding it, honing it, using it to your benefit. Yeah, absolutely. The key for, with the wow factor, you'll see, and many people, and I, I see so many people, and my clients are on here. I love the, I love the audiences on here. Uh, what happens is you will, You'll go to any event, and how do they enter the stage? Thank you for having me. I'm Jane Powers. I appreciate Bob. So great to have you have me here. And they're thanking everyone, and everyone's like, oh. like you're at church. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, this is you know, or the agenda has to be met, and then we'll get the good stuff. What I like to do is cut right to the chase. It's like a movie trailer. A movie trailer, they don't start with the, you know, ramping it up. They start, the movie trailer is highlight, highlight. And what that elicits in your mind is curiosity. So your wow factor is you want people leaning in rather than going, just an ordinary speaker. I want to be, I am no ordinary speaker. And the way I set that up is right out of the gate with a wow factor. So curiosity and lean in. Those are your major factors in your wow. Right when you get there is you want people to say, that is no ordinary speaker. Um, Rob Schultz was at an event, this is years ago. And my wow factor is I stand on stage. I don't say anything at all. I look at my watch, seven seconds. I look at my watch again, and then I start my talk. He came up afterwards and he said, I knew I was in the presence of a pro when you said nothing when you stepped on that stage. No one has the courage to say nothing in an audience this size. So it created that curiosity in him. So just for our people who might be experiencing you for the first time. I'm sorry. Are... <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up because we're getting ready to go, go, go really super fast here. So um, I want you to tell me your... Um, once those, those seven seconds were done, what'd you say? Okay. So it looks just like this. I say nothing. Seven seconds, seven seconds. Your mind has made a thousand computations about me. NYU did a study and it said that each individual makes 11 major decisions about one another in seven seconds. You're wondering, am I credible? Am I confident? Am I competent? 
Am I entertaining enough, short enough, tall enough, fat enough, skinny enough? Am I cute enough? Am I funny enough? That's called coding. And then I go into talking about coding. And I talk about how right now you're coding me and I'm coding you. I'm looking for my nodders. I'm looking for my smilers, my laughers, my people that are resistant. So what I'm doing, and this goes deeper into, I'll give you a deep dive and unpack my wow factor. What I do right out of the gate is I create curiosity. Then what I'm doing is I'm looking to pull out who I get to engage with during my talk. So when I say I'm looking for my nodders, do you know what happens? They start nodding because they're my nodders and I'm looking for my laughers. I'm looking for, and, uh, and I've already gotten a laugh because if I say, am I tall enough, short enough, am I, you know, am I cute enough? And I'll see who's laughing. So I'll call up my laughers. What that does, it actually brings out more of that in them. And what I do then, if I see my note takers, I love my note takers, note takers, what you're going to do, you're going to keep me on track. If I get off track, we're going to refer to your notes. You tell me where I'm going. Now, my note takers are, and I have a whole coding system, but my note takers are the ones that I have to prove to them I am good enough. Mm -hmm. That's another reason I put in NYU did a study that showed. Now, my experts, my know-it-alls in the audience go okay it's credible she's got a study so when i share a study i'm pulling in the ones who might doubt anything i have to say so i pull a study in to show them i'm smart and then i win them over so i call out all the different individuals that i am able to then engage right out of the gate so that you know really looking at unpacking that it's not just a I'm doing this and I'm doing that and this is my start. I'm looking, I'm looking for who, who am I going to be able to interact with and go into and find my clients basically. Yeah. Yeah. Franco says be comfortable with, with being different so that you can own the stage. Absolutely. I yeah, you, and Franco, you own the stage, you own the audience, you own, uh, you own the world when you are able to position yourself as no ordinary speaker and as the expert. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a speaking and sales coach. If I get up there, I'm like, hi, thanks for having me. Jane Powers. I did this. I, you know, I wouldn't hire me. I wouldn't hire me. But if I came out, when I go out, people are like, oh my God, like I'm a good speaker. So who hires you, Jane? Entrepreneurs hire me to speak with confidence and sell with authority because most, and I'm sorry to say this to your audience, but most are boring, confusing, and inconsistent, and they're leaving a ton of money on the table. So I help them connect, capture, and close their ideal audience. Bottom line, every time you open your mouth, you got to be making money, and that's what I help you do. Bam! People put bam in that comment section for me, you guys. Seriously, that that right there is Jane's trademarked intro-mercial. And this is something that she teaches over and over and over and over and over. And um, like, I want to go into that mic drop. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> um, I want to I see the comments. Where is everybody's comments on here? I get to see them. So you're not distracted. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny does anytime I see her and made her take it. <laughs> anytime, anytime I Jenny like Jenny has hired me a hundred times. Anytime I sell anything, even if she has it, 
she is winging credit cards at me. <laughs> and that get, Jenny is like on fire, like crazy. Fire. Crazy. On fire. On fire. Yeah, you guys, if you don't know Jenny, you gotta you get you get that opportunity to go get in her crowd. So anyway, so this this intro Mercial Jane, I want to just touch on it for a second because you go in depth multiple times with teaching with that. That's one of your um, things that you love to teach people. And um, what you do with that is is take their boring elevator pitch and you ditch pitch it. For pitch. And you ditch it. <laughs> exactly. It's elevator pitch on steroids. It's actually trademarked. It's an intro-mercial. Put it in the comments. I-N-T-R-O. All caps. Intro Marshall. And basically what it does is it introduces you right out of the gate. So you position yourself as the expert, you position the pain of your audience, and then you show them what you can, how you can solve the problem. So it's 17.5 seconds. Most people go on for maybe three and then I still go, I don't know what you do, but I still am confused. And they're like, me too. <laughs> they're like i don't know what i do <laughs> so so when you're doing this and i know that you have um some things coming up where you're actually going to be teaching this um along with some other things this ditch your elevator pitch is really an on-purpose challenge that you have put together that is going to be delivered via email right like yep. what's that look like so we're gonna do a couple of different things. This here, here's what I tell people. And and I have worked with individuals that are currently making multiple seven figures. I, I mean, and they come to me and they're like, okay, I'm only closing, you know, five thousand, like Jay Facet. And most of you know Jay is a great friend of mine. He came to me and is like, Oh my God. And the first time I met Jay, I he introduced himself and I'm like, what's your work in the world? Cause that's my favorite question. Cause it opens it up to me understanding how I can support them, how we might be able to work together. And he told me what he did. And I said, Hey, do you mind if I just tweak your intro a little bit? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'd be fine. So I quickly wrote down what I, his intro Marshall handed it back to him. And he goes, and <laughs> knows Jay. He's like, my dear, you just made me six figures with that one sentence. So he, and, and then I proceeded to take his hour and 15 minute talk that he was making about 5,000 from stage. And some people are like, Oh my God, I'd love to make five, 5,000 from stage. But with the, what he was offering and who he is and the, and the experience, I said, you should be doing six figures from stage. And he's like, no, no, no. And he put me off for a while. I get him in, I get him in, I do a VIP day with him in he went out and did an hour and 15 minute talk and closed $128,000. Put bam in the comments again, people. Uh, with a wow like factor, a position me, just like we're doing in the intro, Marshall. But, you know, so, okay, back to the challenge. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I want one. You'll probably get one. Delilah. We'll get you one, Delilah. <laughs> um, and Delilah, we're going to be seeing Delilah April. What's April? April 12th and 13th. All right, so listen, people. I'm going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. I love. I was. I lived in Charlotte when I was two and three years old. So, we're going to Charlotte to the Charlotte Black Film Festival. Mm -hmm. And Becky and Natalie are on here. I saw them on here. You folks need to go because it is 
authors, 6,000 authors looking to get their books in film. So it'd be a great place to go. Anyhow, Delilah should put it in the comments. Anyway, Delilah, put it in the comments. So here's what the challenge is. The challenge, and, and Aaron knows the dates of this better than I do. <laughs> the challenge is the last week of February, yep. and it is going to be your intromercial challenge. That's where you get to participate in a daily prompt to get on Facebook, post something. I'll give you the assignments. I'm not giving them all, all away, but by the end of it, you will have, if you do not have your full intromercial, I'm doing two masterclass trainings after that to help people with their intromercial. So it's a five-day challenge. It's the buzz right now. And what a better way to get an intromercial for free than to opt into the challenge and then from there go into the masterclass. And quite frankly, from there, you might as well be coming to events. I've got an event in May. It'll be May 16, 17, 18, and then April is the other one. Anyway, I didn't, I went into a whole Im, infomercial. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I didn't mean to do that, but Aaron keeps asking. But here's what's important. Let me give you, so the title of our, your show is Find Your Voice, Find Your Power. Yes. I'm going to tell you why I'm so passionate. I mean, I am so passionate. I, I'm passionate about getting on stages. I'm passionate about getting on platforms. I really am. I'm passionate about helping people get out there and speak. But I'm going to tell you the reason, the, the truth behind the truth, the why behind the why is I grew up like many other people in a very complicated family. I kept secrets. Unfortunately, my there were other secrets that I kept, different abuses that were going on. My mother was a terrible, terrible alcoholic. I mean, falling down drunk. Like, And I love her dearly. There's something about... Um, my mother who died when I was a young kid uh, it's, and she wasn't the greatest mom on the planet, but they become a saint somehow. Like her name is actually Madonna. So St. Madonna, my mother um, passed when I was a, a just, just a month 14. But I tell you that because I knew how to keep a secret. I knew how to smile and forge my way through life. And I would look at my old, uh, report cards that would say, oh, Jane is such a delight to have in class. She's always smiling. She's always, I was, I was, I knew how to play the part. I knew how to make life look grand. And inside I was literally, I was living through a war zone every day I would go home. And I kept the secret. I kept quiet because it was either, it was a life or death situation in my family. Mm -hmm. We didn't tell the secrets. We grew up in the country club. So in the country club, we looked like, I mean, we had the best looking family. Pressed with so, diamonds, right? Yeah, and, and everybody was like, oh, you know, all those kids, everybody's wonderful. You know, until the ambulance would show up a few times when my mother would fall down the steps, knock herself out, unfortunately. You know, poor thing. She was a victim to the environment as well. So what I ended up doing, and I believe the youngest like when all that stuff rolls downhill and it lands on the youngest shoulders, we're a little smarter. We are a little more intuitive. We're a little more passionate about getting out of that type of situation. And I, I watched the stuff my sisters went through. It was the three boys and the three girls. I watched what they went through post abuse, post um, mother's death and everything. And I thought, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I have two ways that I can go. I can go the way of my mother and be buried at a young age, or I can fight like hell to have a life, 
but I didn't know how to do it. So I remember I was in a, I was in college and sports are what kept me alive. And I found my voice a lot in sports, but it was somewhat of an aggressive voice because I was angry. So I thought I've got to express myself more effectively. And I was in college and the, my bottom was, and I don't drink. I never do. I didn't, I don't do drugs. Don't drink, don't smoke. But my anger was my addiction. And I put my fist through a dorm window and I thought, I need help. I need help. And that was, you know, I was a, I think it was a junior in college and I started in therapy and I started having memories and I started having all the different, you know, stuff came up in me. And as I was just, I became addicted to therapy, which was a better addiction than anything else that, uh, that would statistically say I should do. So what I did was I went to a group and I was in a group and the Oprah Winfrey call show called and said, would your participants like to be on our show? And I thought, oh my God, I was in Chicago. Oprah was hot. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. So I go down to the Oprah Winfrey show and it, it was mortifying because she didn't announce that everybody on the show has been sexually abused. Well, a lot of the people had not told their family and the Oprah Winfrey show did not inform everyone they were doing that. And as they did that, this, and I had disappeared from my family for five years, death threats, yada, yada. Anyhow, and I say it like it's no big deal. Right. It was a big deal back then, but I've healed a lot. And the camera panned right on my face. And that was my coming out party to the world and my family mostly to say, I'm no longer keeping the secrets. I am no longer going to stifle my voice. And from that day forward, I never kept a secret again. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to help other people find their voice that have lived through what I lived through. And we know one out of three women, one out of four men have been abused. And I was doing workshops. I'm like, I'm going to do a workshop. And no one raised their hand. No one raised their hand except me. And I thought there's a problem with that. There's a problem. We have stifled our voice. Doesn't matter what people have lived through. It doesn't matter where you've come from. You may not have had a crappy childhood like mine, but you may not be telling your truth. You may not be speaking up. You may not have that power. And I'll tell you that my passion comes from people standing in who they are and making no apologies for it. And and so I thought, well, nobody's showing up for that. Why am I so invested? Why do I want to do these workshops? And it was because I wanted people to find their voice. And I'm like, well, Captain Obvious, you've been a speaker for over 30 years. This is a great way that you have found your voice. It's a platform that you can change people's lives, change the world, and make a difference in yourself. Mm -hmm. That was key. So once I did that, now... As you can see, you can't shut me up. <laughs> well, you know what comes out like to me, that passion and that desire just exudes out of you. And it's so it's so refreshing to to know that that's what spurred you to in, into finding your voice, standing in who you are, knowing what you your worth is and teaching other people how to do it. Like kind of run down a list, three or four, five, of some of the companies that you've 
educated on speaking? Oh, goodness. Um, I know. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, I, this is hot seat for Jane right now. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, the there's so many. I did a lot in the in for. So let's look at industries also. Industry. Sure. Tons of real estate agencies. I mean, I have been in Keller Williams, a lot of Keller Williams offices. Um, realty executives. They wanted me to be one of the trainers for their all of their franchisees and brokers. Um, Allied Van Lines, that was a really nice one for me. I really enjoyed that. I did a lot of sales training, leadership training. Um, another one was uh, Workman's Comp of Colorado. That was a big, they were doing a lot of downsizing and outsourcing at that time. I did a lot of work with them, AT&T, Intel. I, I mean, I have been in some of the largest and smallest organizations on the planet that have, and it's everything, uh, any type of training, um, I used to go in and do do it all. Um, and, then, and then I became a mindset expert and I would go in and, and people who are life coaches or healers or reprogrammers like Jenny or repatterners be bilingual when you go into the corporations because they need they need you in there. They just don't know how to hear what you have to offer. So, Aaron, it's not just about finding your voice and having or I'm sorry. It is about finding your voice always. I don't care if it's, do you want to go to the movie or dinner? Yeah. And most people are like, well, I don't care. Do you know what irritates me the most? I don't care. I don't care and I don't know. Or you, anyway, you gotta know. You choose. Like, yeah. Yeah, you got, you've got to have a choice or a preference. And some people are like, well, I don't have a preference. Okay, then we're gonna like get a sharp stick in the eye. Well, now you have a preference. So I believe everybody has a preference about everything. If they don't, they should. Um, but it's not just about finding your voice and having a desire to do your work in the world. It's about articulating it well. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care how, I, I have people that are passionate that have amazing work in the world. And you sit there and you go, oh, people need you. And then they tell you what they do or how they do it, or you see them speak and you're like, well, now we have a huge gap. There's a disconnect between what you do and how you articulate it. And that, that to me is the number one cause of failure in businesses on the planet. It's not if you're- That was my next question. What, what? Yeah. Like what sets people up to fail all the time is that disconnect between their passion and their message. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. They can't, people don't know what they do. They yeah. get confused. I'm telling you, I've been to networking events where I, I'll see them one month and they'll see them again. I'll be like, weren't you a cap copywriter last month? And I, I still, I don't know what they do. Um, you know, so, so the biggest thing for me is articulating it well, succinct, also, what's really important is you've got to let your audience understand they need you. Yes. Like, I, I, it, if I don't know I'm in pain, uh, pain, a hidden pain, you got to help me know that. I mean, you got to help me know that. So, like, my positioning statement is because most are boring, confusing, and inconsistent. And I'm going to tell you, most people can't articulate what they do well enough for people to say, I'm in. Yeah. And that's, I'm telling, I really believe that's why many of the people that are either just starting out or I don't care if they've already made the money they want and people always want more. We get addicted in this industry. We get addicted to bigger and better and more and more. 
and they still come to me and they're like, I need to tweak it because I'm not getting capturing this part of the audience. Sure. So sure. Sure. So talk to us a little bit about, um, and I'm, I'm going to totally respect your time. I know we're coming up hard on it. Um, <laughs> you know what happens? Let me just tell you, everybody who's on here, Aaron's like, well, okay, we're only going to go this long. We stay on here forever because quite frankly, I schedule like 82 hours for Aaron because we can go on for days. And if I could see your comments, we'd be on even longer. So Pop the, I think they come up every time. So just keep putting questions in there, you guys. We'll make parents stay forever because I love this. Okay, I'm sorry. Ma'am, so, go on with your question. So I really, I really want to spend some time on um on what's coming up in the shoot for you. Um, and I really want to talk about your event in May and what leads up to that if you want to talk about that. Okay, let me here I'll show you. Just you guys take a screenshot of this. Here we go. Here's the that's the calendar. <laughs> that's everything coming up here's the deal here's what we've got what i would say is everybody get on my mailing list um let's see what would be fun there's a couple of different things you can do you can go to your speaker success kit.com your speaker success kit.com or you can do that that's a cool speaker success kit what that does is it provides you where to go, what to say, how to say it, so you can get some speaking gigs. And I don't, it's, there's podcasts in there, there's whatever you want in there. So that's a free gift. Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna put in your name and email. If you don't put your email, what do you think is gonna happen? Nothing, <laughs> nothing. You're out of luck. Exactly, and, and quite frankly, you can go on the, on the Facebook page, friend us, do whatever, but that will get you invited to the first thing we have coming up is the, um, the challenge, ditch your elevator pitch challenge. So I'm gonna challenge anybody to get rid of their old I help. Oh, that is the worst, don't anybody say that. Here's what you're gonna say. Entrepreneurs, hire me. Women, hire me. Uh, men, hire me. And, and you'll wanna narrow it a little bit, but don't go crazy. And you're, if you're in front of a bunch of plumbers and they would be an ideal audience, plumber hi, plumbers hire me to speak with confidence and sell with authority. So find who is it that hires you. So the first, Erin, you can put the dates in there. The 25th through the second is our five-day challenge. Is that five days? One, two, three, four. That's <laughs> six through the first, sorry. 25th through the first is the challenge. Yep. So planes, trains, automobiles, however you have to do it, get there. And you can go on the Facebook because what'll happen, Erin, in that challenge, you'll get an invitation, then you're gonna opt in. Once you get the opt-in, you're invited to the Facebook group page. That's where you're gonna be posting all your stuff, videos, assignments, different things, and they're easy ones, but it's just how we develop your intro-mercial. So is then, this super interactive then? Oh yeah, I'm gonna be, yeah, we'll, uh, the whole team will be on Facebook, we'll be interacting, we'll be giving feedback, we'll be loving on you. we'll be telling you it sucks. No, we won't, we're nicer than that but we might say it could use some improvement. Um, and then on March 5th and 7th, don't quote me on those, but I'm pretty sure those will be our, our training courses. That's where you get me. It'll be 90 minutes, usually stay longer because I just <laughs> keep going. Um, the 5th and 7th, don't know what time, but you get into the challenge and then you'll be able to have those. Yeah, yeah. Then, this is the fun part. 
I've got another live stream coming up and that's April 2nd. If you just get on the mailing list, I don't care if you download the speaker success kit or not, doesn't matter to me. Just get us your name and email so that you can you can play with us. Hey, can I um, stop you for a second? Yes. I want, to, I want to talk about that live stream. Okay. So my knowledge of that live stream from the little noty notes that you gave me is that that's, a, that's an extended period of time. Yeah, three and a half hours. Three, wait, three and a half hours of, yes. is that, that's free training for the people? Yeah. yeah. What are we covering in that three and a half hours? Oh, you, I'm so glad you asked. All right, here's our recovering. We have got, this one is going to be a little reverse engineer. Normally what I do is intromercial, then I lead into your talk, and then I lead into sales. We're doing it backwards this time. We're gonna go start out with coding. How do you code your audience? How do you code your buyer? So it can be focused on selling from stage, selling one-on-one, -on -one, selling one-on-many. It is going to be focused on how do you identify and curb and, and tailor your language to your buyer. So we're gonna start out with coding, then we're going into messaging. Okay, so, I want the people in the comments, if coding your clients would be life-changing for you, I wanna know that, like raise your hand. Like me in the comments. Because here's the thing that I know about coding is that there are, you already said it today too, there's multiple different personality buying types. And that's what the coding is all about. I get, let me give an example. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you an example. So if anybody is out there and they're like, no, I'm just really good at sales. I am really good at sales and I'm really good at teaching sales. But what I didn't realize over all these years that I have been sales training, doing sales, I've actually been a sales manager, area manager for profit centers throughout the United States. And what I didn't realize is I innately had trained myself this coding system. I just thought it was my natural ability, which it was, it was developed. But what I learned is that I coded people within seconds of meeting them and knew how to talk to them. And some people will naturally do that. But let me give you an example. If you take a look at the background of Aaron's, um, you know, the scenery. Mm -hmm. All right, we've got the ohm, we've got some pictures, we've got some cards, we've got all, you know, all different things back there. Immediately that tells me that she is what we call in our coding system is a relator. A relator is someone that loves community, loves to build and support each other. High tide raises all boats. I'm gonna give you a hug rather than a handshake or a high five uh, and very heart centered. But if you also look at Erin, meticulously put together. Her hair is always perfect in the way that she wants it to be. She's got it very organized back there. Erin has two codes that I need to address. Actually, she has three. Once you learn about Erin, you know her background. So Erin, I can't go in and be like, Erin, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do this yesterday. It's gonna be fast, it's gonna be furious. And she's like, whoa, I want the details. So you say, Erin, Here's what I know is really important. See, I use the word, here's what I know, because Erin is also an expert. An expert is someone I affectionately call a know-it-all. Like they're the ones who go, prove it to me, or I'm a doctor, or I've got this credential, or I've got this background. Erin also loves order, which is an optimizer. So she's got so many of them that I have to address. So when I sell to Erin, 
I'm not just going to move right to here's where we're going. Let's get in the race car and go. When I say, Aaron, Aaron, there is a step-by-step -step formula that we're going to go through with your talk. It has an order. It has a sequence. It makes sense. It's logical and moves people into action. The only way that we do that is using your expertise, your genius, because you've been around the block a lot. You have the education. You have the background. You have all the knowledge. Now we just need to put it into a system and a, a sequence that is going to logistically make sense to you and your buyer. And we're going to do it together. See, and that is like the biggest green check mark from me ever. <laughs> like, done. Because I hit all of hers. Right. I told her she was genius. Experts love to hear that. I told her that there will be a sequential logistic formula and we're going to do it together. Mm -hmm. That's the relator. So it's, and, and if you're, I'm a catalyst, so it's C-O-R-E, catalyst, optimizer, relator, expert. I'm a catalyst. I'm just like, Oh, someone gives me, we're going to have 82 steps. I'm like, uh, doesn't work for me. They also say like Aaron, I love Aaron to death. She scares me because she's like, we're going to have accountability. I, my first coach wanted accountability. I lied. Oh yeah, I did that. Oh yes, I did that. Like I lied. I don't want to be held lie accountable. To me too, but it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be held accountable. I'm going to move at 832 miles an hour, put things into action and get results. And that's why I surround myself with a team of optimizers and experts because they're the ones who will get their hands on the details. They are the ones who will implement many of the things. I'm the idea generator and the results generator. So I, I get off. I love all this. Stuff. It, this is this is what makes you tick. And this is I just want to like really bring it in for a second. You guys, this is the brilliance of Jane. On steroids right now. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> you you saw her get in the zone. You saw it happen. It flipped just like, like she's always in the zone. But like when she gets talking about coding people, this is her like absolute zone and her genius and her superpower, whatever you want to do it, put a cape on it and send it to another universe. This is Jane's wheelhouse expertise. And I have seen it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And it every single time it still goes, holy crap, she just did it again. You like, know what's really fun is doing it from stage. Like I teach you how to code from stage. And, and it's really, it's like the way people are dressed, the minute they walk in the room, I've got them coded. Like I can code them right away. And it helps me be a better speaker. And it's not like I'm like, ha ha, now I know how to sell you and get your money. It's now I know how to relate to you and be able to have you engage and be served at the highest level. So, so very important. conversations with people, how does that benefit your closing deals? Oh, it, <laughs> how does it benefit? Uh, it shortens the lifespan of the sales conversation Exponentially. Exponentially. I'm not, I'm not, here's what happens. If you go in many times and it, if you go into a sales conversation, many times people are trying to take the prospect and make them a buyer. Mm -hmm. They're, they're not speaking their language fully. Hey, Joy, good to see you. She lied to me. She said she wasn't going to make it. Um, <laughs> and so X's and O's to you, sister. Um, and so what they're trying to do is convince the other person or move the other person rather than 
For me, it's like, here's what I know about you. Here's what I see. Here's what I know to deliver. And they're saying, I want to work with you. Because then what happens? All of the objections go away except one. And we all know what it is. I want everybody to guess. After you get somebody and they're saying, I want to work with you, what's the number one? The only objection that will be left on the table. The only objection. What is it? I want everybody to comment. see comments. So you got to put it in there so I can see it coming up. So um, as they're putting that in the yeah. feed, objections are one of the things that you teach on. Yo, and that's my favorite part because I hate sales. Ugh. I hate sales. Hate it. Been doing it forever. What I love are the objections. That's where people grow. That's where I can be the most beneficial to an individual is uh, objections. Because it's just us getting in our own way. It's just us stopping and saying, well, maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe I'm not, you know, that's not who I, it's all about the story that we are telling ourselves. And I love the opportunity to help people find their power. I don't care if they say yes or no. I honestly don't. What I care about is that they are understanding who they are, what they desire and where they want to go. So, you know, and some people are like, well, I don't call them objections. I call them resistance. I don't care what you call them. I don't care what you call them. doesn't matter what it is. It's stopping them. It's almost like the gap. It's the Grand Canyon. They're at desire and you're at the other end and they don't know how to bridge that gap. Mm -hmm. So truly that it is resistance, but okay. So what did anybody say? What the number one objection that we got one, two, three, four, five people saying money and how much? Okay, no, that's wrong. I'm kidding. <laughs> right. Okay, here. Yes, that's the only objection I get. That's the only objection I get because I'm able to say, here's your pain. Here's the solution. Here's the benefit. And I can see your future. This is what it looks like when you work with me. Now, people aren't coming to me to say, I'm going to build a rocket ship. I want to work with you. Well, I know how to narrow my audience to the right people. Money becomes the only objection. Money is the only resistance. And that is just noise in their head saying, I can't do this. It's only the, the story. Now, there's a couple of different things behind the money. Resistance, the block, the objection. I don't care what you call it. Money says, I am not worth the price of admission. I don't trust that I'm going to do the work that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. I don't, none of, you know, your program has worked for others. Like they have specialitis like I do. I'm like, well, everything works for everyone but me. Cause mm -hmm. I'm so special that God doesn't do the same thing for me that God does for everyone else. That's what I thought for many, many years. And sometimes I get whiny and I think the same thing, like source forgot about me, but always provides for everyone else. Like, no, that's just a story we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. So money has so many. And so here's an assignment for people. This is a good one. Write your money story down. Cool. This is a this will change how you do anything in life. Write your money story down. For example, my mother, youngest of 12, raised on welfare. Her father literally lost the farm to alcoholism. They were put into a one bedroom apartment. Not all 12 kids, just a couple of few kids left. And she had hand-me-downs forever. So we couldn't wear hand-me-downs. That just, that, or we had to wear hand-me-downs, but we couldn't wear overalls. That signified poor. I oh. think because my mother was raised on a farm. My father, 
everybody in the depression. So my dad cheap as a squeaky, oh my goodness, squeaky wheel. So I grew up in the country club. I thought tomorrow we were gonna be homeless. Like we had a story at home that we didn't have enough money. We were broke, oh my God, I didn't see a fresh vegetable until I was in college. I'm like, what are these things? <laughs> I don't know, it might be the Midwest, but canned vegetables. And I remember, I had, remember back in the day, roller skates, some of you, there's these things with wheels on them and they had little clips that went around your shoes because you put your shoes in and the strap. Well, they were hand-me-down from the oldest to me. They didn't work. So I went and I said, you know, mom, all my friends are going roller skating and I, I don't have any roller skates. Can we go get me some roller skates? And she said, nope, but I've got a solution. My mother is, I guess I'm just like my mother. She was a catalyst, a problem solver. She was all over everything. We went out. She took the roller skates, put them on my shoes, and took a rope that was as about as bright as the sun. It was so, it was the whitest fine nylon rope, wrapped my feet around and around into my skates, tied a big bow, and said, there you go. Oh my, there was no way I was going out roller skating with my feet bound in these skates. So being the catalyst that I am, I took all the parts off of the skates, found a piece of wood and cut it into the shape of a skateboard, nailed the wheels onto the board and made a skateboard. Then I became the coolest kid on the planet at that time. <laughs> so my money story many times was you can't charge that fee. You are not worth anybody even paying you. And I had to work through that money story. And I had some other beliefs around money. I was paid, you know, I was rewarded for inappropriate things. So I had a connection that money was shameful or sure, dirty. Sure. Sure, so sure. I had a disconnect. If I had too much money, then I felt too icky about myself. So money, your money story, break through that and you will change how you do sales, how you price, how you get out in the world. Because I'm going to tell you, here, here's the thing. In absence of having a message that sells, in absence of articulating what you do so well that people buy from you, here's what I'm going to tell you. Most people are sitting behind their computers. They are jumping into every program. They are thinking digital programs and online stuff is going to make them millions. It can, but if you don't say what you need to say, you're, you are not going to make it. And I, you know what breaks my heart is the majority of people that are out in the world starting businesses do not make more than 50,000, 30,000 at times. That breaks my heart. When people work with me, I jump into their business. I partner with them, but I'm telling you, I'm only as good. We're only as good as our clients, but yeah. we're only as good as our message. And our message is key because if nobody knows what you do, you are invisible to them. You got to poke the bruise. You got to give the benefits and you got to move people into action. That's, and, and it's funny because I, I look at the, the makeup of my client base and the people that are the most successful. And I'm going to tell you, if you are a catalyst and I'm probably totally prejudiced, <laughs> but I truly mean this. The people that are the most successful are people that are catalysts. They take action. They are moving. I happen to be what I call a divergent. I have a little bit of everything. And that helps me put systems into place. But it, my feet are always moving. And, and let me just say this 
this <laughs> one last thing. No, many <laughs> other things to come. But let me just say this: that fear, fear is your constant companion. Mm-hmm. There, I am. I am never rid of fear. Now, I don't get afraid of stepping on a stage. I don't get afraid of. I, I mean, there's things I'm not afraid of, but fear doesn't go away in this business. The next turn of the spiral, the next time you climb up to the next rung of the ladder, you go, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. And then you do it anyway. Like, who cares if we know how to do it? Fall flat on your face. I was at an event this past week, Marshall Silver, constantly kept saying, fail forward fast. Like, and you know what? I have never failed. Like, I, I... I've never been broke. I've never been, I, I mean, I think I was unemployed for a while. I've been fired a lot of times, but I saw those successes <laughs> because I successfully worked myself out of a job. But I don't look at it and say, oh my God, failure to me, failure to me is if I don't do something I have set out to do. Failure to me is having an idea within my soul that I don't execute. You know, it, it's like my book. I wish I had it here. I should have one. Becky Norwood's on here. Natalie, the team that put that as a bestseller. Um, Speak with confidence, sell with authority. That was a book that was, it was an idea. I thought, well, people have said you've been speaking forever. You need a book to uh, a book in order to get booked. And I never, never needed a book. So I decided I am going to put a book out there. That thing is amazing. I mean, it has, it has done so much for people. That and you can get it on Amazon still, and and you know I love Deb. You cannot be courageous unless there is fear first. And Deb is badass. If anybody knows Deb, I'm gonna grow up to be just like Deb. Fears for sissies. Fears for sissies. That should be her new averages for sissies. Fears for sissies. Deb is anyway. Okay, we can go on forever about Deb and everybody else on here. But anyhow, back to me. Enough about me. What do you think of me? I'm kidding. So the book opened up a whole new. I'm worth getting out there mm-hmm. and putting things in writing, and mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have thought that anybody would read it. Like that was my biggest fear. I'm like, oh my god, or my events. Oh, okay, that's a fear I always have. My events. So more than five people, more than five people come to my event because my fear is no more than five will come to my event. Like I'm like, what if no one shows? What if no one shows? Like it would break my ego. Our ego gets in the way many times of us having fun doing what we do. So do, just do. do I swear, but do the right action. And you know, I'm, I'm very prejudiced. The very first thing is find your voice. What do you do? Articulate it well and be able to lead people in and then serve like mad. Give them your best stuff. Like people say to me, uh, you'll see on the webinar, you'll see on everything. I give everything. I'm not like, okay, next month, follow me and I'll give you the seventh tip of the sick. No, that is icky to me. Like I'll give you my all because here's what I know. If you're genius in articulating your message, you'll take what I have and run with it. If you need support, I'm here. Like I'm not threatened by someone being smarter than me because there's a whole lot of people in the world smarter than me. 
there's just not a whole lot of people that will take action. And that's the difference between success and failure is taking your genius, your experience, your life, your falls, your abuse, your successes, and delivering them in a way that changes someone else's life. That's that success. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> clearly we are now 56 minutes into our 30 minute conversation with Jane Powers. She is brilliant. She is loving. She is heart centered. She's focused. She's driven. She's all in for you creating success and by mastering the power of your voice. You guys, please like do yourself a favor. If you want to make 2019 different than 2018 with the delivery of your message, start hanging out with Jane Powers, get on her five day free challenge, hop in that uh, link that I put in, I'll put it back on the screen. The speaker success kit. Also, put the event link up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get, get to the event. That this is this is me. Low energy. Get me on a stage for three days. Boom! Your head will blow. It'll explode in a good way. And the thing about Jane's events, also, it is not a um, um, sit at the table and be spoken at. It is a workshop environment where you are given an assignment, you get to work on it, you give feedback, you get feedback all three days. It is for the betterment of you to get you out there in the world doing things better, flipping your ROI and up on your bottom line. And, and what we do also there, and Aaron has been a part of this, uh, we provide a coaching zone. It's not a sales zone. It's a coaching zone to say, I am lost in this. What do I do? Uh, you know, at the event, it is. It is interactive. It's workshop because my, I love, I, here's, <laughs> I just had this little thought in my head. Here's why I love doing it. I'm a bit of a show off if you haven't figured that out yet. Like, I love showing off. Like, if somebody's like, well, you can't overcome this objection. I'm like, here we go. Like, I love that. Bring the most challenging stuff. Bring your most challenging objections bring your most challenging messaging that you're like i'm so stuck on that that's what i love to do i love to show that what we're making so hard can be easy and demonstrating that all day long yeah and it and and honestly tapping a resource like you at an event to get immediate feedback plugging it in and putting it into action immediately is is worth its weight in gold. You guys, Jane has been like so gracious and so loving. I am totally a hundred percent really gonna, like we could continue this conversation for another three hours, clearly. Look at, um, I almost got her to an hour. Like we know, she's 50, pushing it. <laughs> 59 minutes. Everybody just don't, nobody get off this. We have one minute. Nobody go anywhere. Go. Nobody <laughs> go anywhere. We're just gonna have a moment of silence. Hey, if anybody's going, if anybody's going on the marketers cruise, find me and I will help you with your, you have a 30 second pitch that you're going to deliver. If you're going on the marketers cruise, let me know and I'll help you with that. If you're not on the marketers cruise, that's okay. Cause I might get seasick. <laughs> that would be really an awful thing to see. So I, let me, let me just, I'm going to take 30 seconds to say, there are not many people in this industry that I trust with my heart and soul, and quite frankly, my business, except Aaron Strayer. 
if you are looking for the real deal in your business to collaborate with, to engage with, I'm telling you, this woman, I adore her, I love her, and I trust her with my heart and soul. And she is, <laughs> as of six months, I think we met, she is the most endearing, loving woman I have met. So, Erin, I have great gratitude for you. I can't wait to see you in a couple of days. You, you complete me, you complete me. Oh, it's so good, you guys. It is so good. Over an hour. Over an hour. She did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I look forward to meeting everyone and connecting. Yeah. You guys, seriously, jump on this Let's Talk Impact. Take advantage of her freebie that's in the links. You guys, if you're watching the replay, please let us know that. We so appreciate you. We will put a little thing in the, in the header here that allows you to uh, justify the time allotment, put your headphones in, rewatch it again, pick up all those amazing, amazing tips that Jane has dropped in the last hour. It's off the charts. Thank you so much. So great. So gracious for your time, your tips, your energy, what you bring to the board. And um, I love you dearly. And I'll see you in a couple of days. Everybody else, I'm taking a break for a little bit of a vacation and uh, some working while I'm on vacation. So we're <laughs> back here in a couple of weeks. Love so, you. Bye. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.